0: Hello, everyone. This is JB with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message, and coming to you again today from the lower-than-sea-level Gulf Coast area of Lake Charles, Louisiana. Wendy and I just finished up uh, our conference at Victory Baptist Church with Dr. Wayne D'Artez last night, and we'll be hitting the road for a couple of days of driving, so we covet your prayers. Today is Wednesday, February the 7th, 2024, and. Uh, we're looking forward to talking with Randy about World Events Update. want to mention uh, though that if you haven't had a chance yet to listen to yesterday's interview with Dr. Wayne D'Artez from Victory Baptist, I encourage you to check that podcast out. Super great guy, just really a, a dear friend and uh, just been serving the Lord down here for 39 years at this one church and uh, making a difference. We had a fantastic time with the great folks here at the church. It had been four years since we'd spoken at this church and of course, they've had a lot happen in that four years with a devastating hurricane that <clears throat> wiped out the the facilities, wiped up the whole town, frankly, and so uh, still kind of recovering from that. Uh, but on the on the mend and 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 building back, if you will. And so, a lot of new people at the church, a lot of new believers, a lot of just great people. Well received, enjoyed the discussion, enjoyed the Q and A. All of those videos are now posted on our Rumble channel and on the videos tab at notbyworks.org. One uh, reminder, though, uh, and I've gotten a couple of emails about this, when I'm on the road speaking at different churches, depending on the audiovisual setup at that church, when we record my messages, sometimes the audio of the clips that I play, news clips and things like that, as you know, I like to use a lot of those things in my conference presentations. The audio of those clips doesn't come through well on the recording for video. So I'm well aware of that. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm kind of at the mercy of the audio capabilities of the church. It's not like when I'm in my studio and I can control everything. So I apologize for that. Uh, Obviously it only affected the clips when I'm speaking and uh, showing slides and things, everything came across just great. But uh, for the few clips that I played in uh, some of the messages over the last uh, few days, those, uh, the audio of that is uh, unfortunately not uh, coming through. So just bear with us on that, but I think you'll still get a lot out of those, those videos. Um, so we are headed home, as I mentioned. We'll be in Plum Creek Chapel this Sunday. Looking forward to being sharing the Word of God there in our series through 1 Thessalonians. We'll be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 this week again. And uh, so I hope you'll come out and join us at uh, Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia, Colorado, if you're in the Denver metro area. If not, we will be back on live stream uh, at uh, for the second service only. And you can learn more about that at notbyworks.org and click on the live stream button. The live stream typically starts around ten fifteen or so when when I get up to bring uh, the message. Uh, we have our premier Zoom Q&A coming up. I know I've been mentioning that a lot, but we've been, been getting a lot of buzz about that, a lot of folks signing up for our premier subscription. It's a small monthly fee and it gets you many benefits uh, as part of the uh, premier membership, uh, one of which is a monthly Zoom live Q&A with myself and one of our guests. And this month on February 15th, we're bringing on Mondo Gonzalez to take your questions and talk about all things prophetic. And so that's uh, Thursday night, February 15th, six o'clock mountain. It is live for our premier members only, and also if you're a premier member but not able to make it for the live Q&A, we do post the video recording of that on our premier page for you to watch at your uh, leisure, and if you're not a premier member and you'd like to sign up, you can do that at any time. Just go to notbyworks.org, click on the store button, and again, it's a small monthly fee. You can cancel at any time, but a lot of great to <clears throat> extra content uh, a lot of the the video streaming series that we sell at our store come as part of the premier package uh, plus you get uh, video recordings of the podcasts like this one that we're doing with randy mm-hmm. today uh, so you can watch the video rather than just listen to the uh, the audio so we push your prayers it has been a great conference we'll be back for a couple of uh sundays and then we hit the road again about 10 days later um when uh we will head down to the southeast for a series of events uh, down there if you've not yet signed up for the orlando prophecy summit live stream you can do that at prophecywatchers.com they're the ones hosting that event uh you'll get access to all of the speakers and you can watch all of the messages anytime over the next six months so i hope you'll um Give that a, a look, and that's at prophecywatchers.com. All right, before we bring Randy on, our verse for the day, Psalm 8. Psalm 8, the great uh, psalm of David, uh, often referred to as the creation psalm because it just uh, talks about God's wonder and God's beauty in creation. It begins, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. In fact, that's the way the psalm begins and ends. It's just nine short verses, but it begins and ends with those words. Then he says, who have set your glory above the heavens and uh, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Uh, You have established strength is the idea there because of your enemies that you may silence the enemies of the avenger. You know what, what the Lord's talking about there when he says out of the mouth of babes, even the weakest human beings like babies can bring praise to their creator. Even small children acknowledge and honor God and recognize there is a creator bigger than themselves. The older we get, of course, the more sophisticated we become, the more likely we are uh, to deny the Lord and to think we can handle things uh, on our own. Jesus quoted uh, this uh, psalm, uh, Out of the Mouth of Babes, in Matthew 21 to 16. And essentially, again, God's just has always chosen the weak or weaker things of the world to correct and sort of put in their place the strong. We read about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27. And so uh, as we think about all that the Luciferians are doing to destroy humanity, I talked about this a lot last night in my message here in Louisiana, we need to remember that even a young child is ultimately um, going to put these evildoers in their place out of the mouth of babes, and nursing infants, God has established strength. He goes on to say, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you would visit him? In view of the you know, relative insignificance of mankind compared with the majesty of all creation, the galaxies, the stars, the moon, uh, the heavenly bodies, David is, is just marveling here as he writes, that God would even think about human beings. What is man that you are mindful of him? It's interesting that in God's word, we see God has established two uh, arenas, if you will, two spheres of rule, heaven and earth, heaven and earth. There's a heavenly celestial body. And by the way, there are all kinds of uh, evil and good spirits up there, often waging battle. We, we've talked about this before. And ultimately the Bible It's going to come full circle when God recreates the new heavens and the new earth. Um, But God has established the celestial bodies, the sun, moon, and stars in the firmament. And he's given in the heavenlies those celestial bodies rule over day and night. We read about this in the creation account in Genesis chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. So, in other words, there's nothing we can do down here on earth to kind of uh, keep the sun from rising, so to speak, and the moon from coming out at night; those things happen in the celestial. They they rule the night, but He's given man uh, the power and appointed us to govern the earth. So this is our realm, and uh, we were told to uh, have dominion over the earth in Genesis one twenty eight, and that's what we're supposed to be, you know, supposed to be doing. Um, and these evildoers, the ones that are conspiring with satan to try to take over the world and uh, you know defeat god which they'll never be able to do they think this world is theirs it belongs to them but it doesn't it belongs to god's highest pinnacle of creation mankind made in the image of god and uh, so we've been crowned with glory and honor we're supposed to be here representing god and uh, he goes on to say in verse six you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands simply repeating what god's word said in genesis one so as we think about that i just wanted to encourage you today that you're important to god you matter to god you have a place in god's plan we have an even more unique place when you get to the new testament and we understand the church the body of christ and the purpose of the church in this present age but in general in all ages mankind is here for a reason to represent god and to be in charge and so don't let any of these satan worshiping luciferians try to convince you that you're nothing like you've all know harari constantly says we're just redundant unnecessary just uh algorithms basically biological algorithms that we're no different than a tree or dirt or a butterfly we are we are made in the image of god and we are important so hold your head high Uh, Today And that's going to be especially important as we bring on Randy, because he always has such, uh, what's the word I'm searching for, Randy, such potent, such powerful, such, uh, I don't want to say the twilight zone. There you go. We're about to enter the twilight zone as he brings us uh, news items uh, from around the world, geopolitical issues, uh, issues related to the military and all of the wars that are going on. But we don't want to be discouraged because all of this, first of all, is well within God's control. He is uh, he's not usurped or let go of the wheel. Uh, But secondly, it ought to encourage us because the stage is being set for the return of the Lord. So, Randy, thanks for joining us for another World Events Update.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. I hope everybody is doing well. You're nice and healthy. You're making money. Um, I wouldn't make any long term investments, but then that would just be me. Anyway, before I get started today, uh I had a dream last night, and it's one of those that wakes you up and you're confused and it's a mess. But anyway, what happened? I had a dream, and i I wasn't understanding it, so my dogs all of a sudden had to go outside. Well, that's normal about three o'clock in the morning, so they go outside. And while they're outside, I'm going, Lord, I think there is something you're trying to tell me. I need you to make it very plain because I'm not real good at interpreting dreams, um, forecasting the future and stuff like that. That is not my forte. Anyway, I went back to bed and I'm laying there. And basically what happened? In my dream, there was a large metal ball. And I'm I'm talking a very good-sized ball. And it's rotating. And inside of it are demons. Inside of it are the words like chaos, death, dying. All of the bad things in life. This continues on for a couple of minutes. Then this shrouded figure comes forward with a key, opens the door, moves the door back, and all of these items escape. Then the shrouded figure disappears now my interpret you know i prayed for hours going lord help me interpret this if you want me to say something today and basically it is the restrainer the holy spirit being removed all of the evils being loosed on the earth now that's some pretty heavy stuff for the first thing in the podcast But anyway, last night when I went to bed, it's supposed to be clear and about 53 degrees today, okay? So I wake up in the morning, and it's raining. Now, I've had things that God has shown me in the past, and I always ask for him to give me a rainbow if it's right. I walked out of the door taking my puppies to doggy daycare, and the biggest, brightest rainbow I've ever seen was right there. I mean, this was one of those things like it looked like it's two blocks away and it is so brilliant against the dark clouds and the gentle rain. I'm going, oh, got the message. (laughs) So I take the dogs over to dog daycare. The lady comes out and goes, I have never seen a rainbow like that in my life. So I have a feeling that you're all you may all interpret this differently, but I'm supposed to tell you about it. And you take it from there. But I have a feeling that God is telling us time is short. Yeah. Very soon the Holy Spirit will be gone. And then we are going to start experiencing the woes that Bible talks about, the JB's talked about. And so I think the end is very near for the Christians.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of people, when they hear talk of dreams, by the way, I preached a message on dreams, uh, oh, it's been a couple of years ago now, It's it's been a fascinating interest of mine for years, I've read all kinds of secular works on dreams and dream interpretation Uh, But a lot of people, when you start talking about that, they get real nervous and they go, oh, this guy's, this is too weird. This is too charismatic. You know, God doesn't reveal things in dreams. And and look, you need to get over that inhibition. The fact is we are magnificent people, magnificent beings and creations. And absolutely the Holy Spirit can encourage. We know that from Scripture. He can lead. He can guide. He can convict. And all of that happens within the heart and mind of man. We're not talking here about revelatory information. Randy, as you listen to him, he's not sitting there saying, hey, get out your pens and your papyrus, and let's write a 67th book of the Bible. Uh, this isn't some guaranteed truth. What he's saying is, Lord, you know, the, the Lord showed him something. He couldn't sleep. He woke up restless. Who, who among us haven't been there? And as he was searching the scriptures and praying, uh, the Lord began to, to show him what in his subconscious had happened in a dream uh, could be a saying. It's no different than when we look at the signs of the times and we say it's obvious the Lord's return is, is nearer than ever. Or when Lee Brandard was on last week and talked about imminence on the accelerator, or we believe in imminence, the any moment rapture, but yet it it's clearly getting closer. I mean, that there's no, no doubt that the signs of the times indicate that, and and Jesus told us to look at the signs of the times. So I'm fascinated by this, or any fascinated by this uh, dream, this vision that the Lord put in your mind. And then again, uh, like you, Wendy and I have through the years often uh, looked at rainbows, which are explicitly a divine sign. That's why God gave us rainbows as just sort of a confirmation or an encouragement or a reminder even that there is a God. We are not him. He's in control and he's there. And so anytime we see a rainbow and we've seen them at key moments when we've been searching for the Lord's will or struggling with a crisis and then a rainbow will appear, will appear and we're like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that reminder that, that that you're there. And so that's a that's a really interesting series of events. but. I was telling Randy off air, I, you know, many times throughout my life when I've woken up, couldn't sleep in the middle of the night, restless. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was lying in bed trying to go to sleep and I was thinking about one of my messages that I'm going to be giving in Orlando. And I haven't put, put it together yet or hadn't at that time, but I was just thinking about the title and kind of where I wanted to go with it. And all of a sudden, uh, two or three points started just coming to my mind. And I thought, I better write these down before I forget it. This, is, this really makes sense. This is a good way to connect the dots. So I got up, went in the living room, ended up staying up for the next two and a half hours, essentially sketching out the entire message. And it just flowed naturally. Well, I believe that's the Holy Spirit leading and directing. Is it, um, you know, new revelation? Is it a thus saith the Lord type thing? No. But is it clearly the hand of the Lord leading and guiding Absolutely. So, Randy, um, uh, I mean, that's that's pretty, pretty interesting. So your takeaway was just yet another reminder that the days are short, right?
1: Yes. And it's interesting because yesterday somebody from the podcast sent an email to us about new exclusions that are appearing on the insurance policies. Now, insurance policies, I've worked in this for 41 years. I used to teach classes for insurance companies. Exclusions basically are placed in an insurance policy because the company does not want to have that kind of a risk exposure. Now, the ones that they seem to be putting in there now are insurrection and riot. Hmm. Now, you have property, you have auto, you have life insurance, and you have health insurance. It's really interesting with some of these coming now into the health insurance aspect because they haven't necessarily been there, except I believe one or two companies have had the insurrection and the riot um, exclusions for the last couple of years. But evidently now all of them are doing it. Now, with the losses the insurance companies are expecting, when you get your uh, renewals on your insurance this year, I found that almost everybody has seen a rate increase. It's unbelievable. Mine was included. Mine went up 41%. Some of the other people I've talked to, it's went up $800, $1,000, which is an astronomical amount of money to go up for an insurance policy. But the way it works, the insurance companies have to make money. That means their combined loss, which is basically paying for claims and expenses, paying wages, paying for their building and everything, needs to be under 100% for them to make money. Well, it's been over 100% now for the last five years. They're basically, they're raising rates, trying to make some money so they have a surplus in case they're hit with a massive hurricane, earthquake, whatever. And after that, the ol- but the only other thing they can do is start excluding things that they look as a current or a future risk. Now for them, all of a sudden, to put insurrection and riot in there. What does that tell you? They're basically looking at the world situation, situation in the country and going, that is a risk we are not willing to assume because the losses could be astronomical. Now, as far as war, uh, the nuclear damage exclusions, those have been in policies since the 1950s. And a lot of exclusions have not changed But you're seeing them more now. You're seeing massive rate increases. Uh, Last year, I think in February or March, we talked about the insurance companies as part of the economy and the finances of America. The insurance companies provide probably 75 to 85% of all of the investable income in the United States. They provide this to the banks so they can make loans to you. Some of the companies will develop new products. Sometimes they will actually um, give you a loan for land and stuff like that. Some companies do that. Most don't. So what it signifies to me, the exclusions are new. They're totally legal because they have to pass them by the insurance department of the state you live in. They have to be okayed before they can do that. They should notify you by mail of any type of exclusionary changes uh, if there's any ad, anything adverse in the policy, they don't notify you. I would suggest you check with your company because if these are actually coming out, they are looking at, the, looking at this as an unacceptable risk. Floods, stuff like that, they don't want to insure. So the insurance companies are teetering. The banks are teetering. Uh, New York Community Bank, I think is the name of it, um, just went down, $120 billion bank. Basically, they are going to be insolvent. They're, uh, you know, if supposedly FDIC is going to take care of everybody, but the problem is the FDIC only has so much that they can provide, and then the stockholders and some of the, you know, account holders are going to lose their shirts. So, anytime you invest in those kind of stocks and bonds, make sure you understand. Insurance companies like the long term bonds, uh, different types of investments that guarantee them a certain amount of money every year. That's what they invest in. Well, the ones that made their investments a few years ago, with the interest rates going up and the volatility in the bond market, are now losing their shirts on the investments. So basically, they're not making the money they used to. So now they're getting desperate. And if we have a couple of major hurricanes, earthquakes, anything like that, You'll see changes in the insurance company like Florida, California have experienced. Basically, they refuse to write insurance anymore. They leave the state. Then you are at the mercy of a couple, three insurance companies, and you'll find your rates going out outlandishly. high. Mm. Anyway, just something to keep in mind because it's an issue because the insurance companies are always showing losses. But I have a feeling it's going to be much worse very quickly.
0: And just, so, just to make sure I'm understanding, you know, when they do exclusions like uh, riots and, um, you know, what was the other one you said? Um, we have. Well, there's all kinds
1: like flood riots. Um, earthquakes are specifically excluded unless you have additional coverage you pay for Um It depends on the policy, but there's any number of exclusions they can have. Civil commotion and insurrection insurrection. are the new
0: ones and riot. Yeah, that's the one that you had mentioned that was new. So what they're saying is that if you have a loss due to a riot, they're not going to cover it. Uh, And it kind of makes you wonder, you know, what do they know that we don't? Why all of a sudden would they start excluding those things? Are they expecting a bunch of riots and they're hedging themselves against having to pay out Uh, you know, millions or billions of dollars. Um, You know, it's just one more little piece of the puzzle that makes you kind of stop and think.
1: Well, the insurance companies have actuaries, which are basically the people that make the rates. They look at the risk. They see what's acceptable, what's not. Now, these are the most boring people you'll ever meet, but they're some of the smartest. They're looking at the world situation. They have databases you can't believe. So, they're pretty sure something's going to happen. Hmm. I mean, the war, the nuclear exclusion, you know, obviously, no insurance company could ever pay for losses from that. Hmm. Uh, earthquakes, like I said, there's no coverage under your policy unless you take out specific insurance for that, which most companies have quit writing because the loss, the expected loss, far exceeds any amount of premium they could ever generate. So, if the house starts shaking, um, don't expect your insurance company to help you. Don't expect the federal government to help you either hmm. because federal government basically underwrites any flood program for your dwelling in the United States. They've been broke for years. Hmm. They have to go to Congress, have a new bill passed just to pay expenses and claims. Hmm. And every company, there are certain companies, insurance companies that will write a flood policy, but they do that Basically, it, just to be helpful, hmm. they do not actually handle the losses. Hmm. Those are handled by the National Flood Insurance Program, so it's all federal. So there are tiers, there's reinsurance, it gets really complicated. But just to understand, if they're putting new exclusions in there, they anticipate something shortly. Hmm. And there's no way to change it. You can look for other policies, but I'm thinking they're probably all going to do the same thing very soon. Hmm. So anyway. Rates are going up, coverage is going down. Welcome to insurance. (laughs) All right. Moving right along, uh, Leo Holman, I believe, said that the uh, digital ID is coming to Australia this year, I believe, something like that. It's also coming to Canada and EU, the European Union, before the end of the year. Now, if they're doing it, I can't imagine it's going to be long before we actually go to a digital ID also. Let's face it, if you're going to conduct commerce across the world, you're all going to have some of these same uh, regulations and rules. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So, like I've said before, I think the cards are printed. They just have have to have the information embedded in it, a current photo, and Merry Christmas, here comes your card. (laughs) All right. One thing I'm concerned about are the illegals that are coming into the country, which we've discussed this many times much as 14 15,000 a day. Now, Governor Abbott in Texas, uh, having a sense of humor, sends them to Washington D.C., to Chicago, and sometimes to New York. Well, evidently it's too cold for the illegals to handle. It. So what they're doing them doing is they're giving them gift certificates or gift cards to use and they're sending them west. Some of them are ending up in Denver, Colorado. Some of them are ending up in Utah. A lot of them are going to California because California will give them up to $9,000 a month in benefits, free housing, free health care, free transportation certificates, etc. cetera. Now, my question is, they don't tell us about this, all right, because Denver has had a bunch of them that have been delivered, and they haven't said a word to the public. But I did find out that there were 50 al-Qaeda operatives dumped in Denver, and picked up before they could do any damage. Now, why weren't they caught before that? Somebody's not watching. Somebody's not minding the store. I find out last night, the same thing is happening in Colorado Springs. They're having migrants dropped off. They're not a sanctuary city like Denver is, but they're getting to be more and more of them dumped off there all of the time. So how long will it be? until those cities have major problems. Denver already is. Colorado Springs, what, 300, 400,000 people. How many illegals can they provide for? Um, I would think that would cause a real problem as far as living conditions, money, everything else, crime rate goes up. So be, um, be ever mindful of what's going on so you're not surprised, all right? I also found out yesterday, we talked in the last couple of weeks, that the airport screening, they basically go with facial recognition and gait recognition, which is watching you walk. Everybody is different. Well, now I find out that they're also taking breath tests. They can tell and identify you by your breath. Hmm. This is not a breathalyzer for alcohol, so everybody that's drinking, calm down. (laughs) This is for all of us. They can tell you now with who you are with three different things. Now, my question is, what what else do they have? You know, it doesn't stop there mm-hmm. by any means. So, let your mind wander,
0: because yeah, I'm facial sure facial recognition, retinal scans, all kinds of biometrics. Um, they're just basically building a an artificial you uh, so that they can replicate. You replicate humanity. That's what transhumanism is all about. I talked about that last night here in, in Louisiana. So yeah, uh, that but that's a new one though. The breath I had not heard, uh, I had not heard of that one.
1: I hadn't either. And I'm wondering, boy, I'd hate to be the one that's taking the sample because some of, some people's breath. is just a little bit more than you want. I gotta tell you, <laughs> especially if they had cigarettes and coffee. Uh, count me out. I'd like yeah. to go outside. <laughs> all right. I also found out that we have a bunch of scientists that are conducting experiments. They're trying to revive not only animals, but viruses that have been buried in the snow caps in the Arctic, in the Antarctic for hundreds, thousands of years. They're trying to bring them to life. Hmm. Now, my question is, we have enough trouble the way it is. Why would you want to experience an experience or experiment with things we have no idea what they really were? we don't know if we would have a cure for them and what is the purpose don't we have enough good stuff already
0: yeah i mean they're like mad scientists i've talked about this a lot they're 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 just you know mixing potions and saying let's see what happens when we do this i mean it's it's jurassic park you know it's it's finding these old uh, fossils and let's see if we can't you know get some dna and build build something from that it's uh you know there's no end to the depravity and corruption of man and it definitely goes back to that age old question in the scientific community just because we can does that mean we should and uh, of course when you have no moral compass then the answer to all is always going to be why not
1: well it's like alchemy everybody's wanted to convert lead into gold forever Now we're getting to something we don't understand. We don't have a clue what we're doing, but we proceed with it anyway. That's kind of like our politicians in beautiful Washington, DC. All right. Evidently, the Congress has had a $16 billion aid bill to um, Israel on the table. And yesterday it went down in defeat. And I guess there were 12 Republicans that helped that. Now, it's always been my opinion that God has us on this earth as a country, the United States, to protect, facilitate, and help Israel be a nation. We turn our back on Israel. God is going to turn his back on us. And that leads right back to the dream that I had and everything else. I think we're going down the primrose path. I think Mr. Biden and the crew he's got with him are clueless. And they're like a bunch of little kids. They, they Their egos are bigger than their brain by far. Hmm. Biden supposedly last week suspended all exports of liquid, liquid natural gas to Europe. Now, they're in the middle of a winter. That is what they are counting on since Nord Stream pipeline went down, since the Russians have embargoes against their gas and stuff. So you have to stop and you go, why did he do that? He said he did that because he wants to protect the planet. And I'm going, I think he wants to punish Texas because that's a lot of where this stuff is taken out of. And I think he just, for some reason, he is going to ruin this economy any way he can. Now, fracking is up. Oil production is up. I don't know how much longer they can keep that up. But right now, gas is low it's a nice low price everybody's enjoying that but as we go on this morning you're going to find out this is this is only temporary all right the state of montana does not allow transgender surgeries state of state of wyoming does so montana i guess it's been a few weeks took a child from their family after the family said no to the transgender surgery to the child Child complained. The teacher complained. Montana took over conservatorship of the child. Mm. They took the child to Wyoming, where it was allowed, and have custody of the child. Mm. Now, the child's name is Jennifer. She wants to be Leo. Mm. Now, I I think the surgery has taken place, or it's getting ready to... My question is, what right does the government have to take a child from their parents and do something that many of them that have the surgery regret later? This child is in their teens. They're not able to make a decision. Why are we taking parents further out of the family unit, destroying the family unit? Well, hmm. we've covered that many times over the last few months. That's their plan. They are going to destroy the family, our religion, our country and this is just one just an, uh, another example of how far they're willing to go all right um Samsung, our famous TV radio manufacturer is now developing factories that within the next year or two I believe will be basically run by AI and there will be no humans in the factory. Whatsoever, probably be some supervisory places in case they need to change a part or something. But the job, the jobs keep going away. Banks laying off people, uh, fast food, everybody else. So again, the collapse is coming. Uh, the supposed founder of Bitcoin uh, goes by the name uh, Satoshi Nakamoto is the cover name, I guess. There's a gentleman by the name of Craig Wright who says he is the developer of Bitcoin. Well, he's now going to court in the UK because they want him to prove whether or not he is the developer. If he is not the developer, then they're going to basically open it up to everybody and they're going to change the rules on Bitcoin. So that's something to be aware of, because if they open it up, it is no longer... uh, secretive, no longer private. Um, I don't know what could take place, but I don't know, Bitcoin, but it's something to be aware of. They're trying to change the rules. Panama Canal, 3% of the global trade goes through there, which is about 38 ships a day. They're down to 24 ships because they need a new lake or a new dam to provide water to the canal. Well, guess who they're looking to for the money for that? Of course, they want billions from the United States and anybody else that can afford it to pour the money into the Panama. Um, Good luck. I don't know where we're going to come up with it. But if they don't do it, Panama Canal's usefulness is going to dwindle rapidly. It's not deep enough. It's not wide enough for the big ships. So something's got to be done. Um, National hurricanes. uh, What is it called? National Hurricane something and the NOAA are thinking about having a new category for hurricanes. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have Category 1 through 5. They want to add a Category 6, which would be 192 miles per hour or greater. Mm -hmm. Now, why all of a sudden are we thinking about a new category for hurricanes? What are they trying to tell us,
0: right? Yeah, well, when you manufacture the hurricanes, you can change the system I and mean, we've never had i mean i i, I grew up in in on the, in the gulf coast in high school and college i'm very familiar with hurricanes here where i'm at right now as we speak they've had uh, you know seven hurricanes in the last uh, you know uh, several years i mean this is it's very common never heard of i mean to get a cat five which is what 165 170 mile an hour winds i think right is unheard of um but it's becoming more and more common To think of all of a sudden now we're going to see 190 mile an hour hurricanes, so much so uh, that, you know, they've got to come up with a new category. Of course, the official narrative is going to be, well, this is all part of the climate change hoax. No, it's not. We know they're on record. We've seen the patents. We've seen the, the, you know, the the, uh, documents that have been disclosed. They've been manipulating and manufacturing hurricanes for decades. That's a fact not in dispute for those who take the time. Uh, to look it up. So yeah, now they're just sort of saying uh, we're going to be ratcheting up the power a little bit, so we might as well prepare in advance to have a new category.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think there's been one hurricane on record that has exceeded that mile per hour limit, and I can't imagine the devastation that must have left. I mean, 110 mile an hour is hard to believe. 192 mile an hour would wipe your house right off its foundation.
0: Yeah, it would and be probably out in the, oceans. the one that was on record was probably while it was still out at sea. I mean, yes. I've never heard of of one that's powerful. I mean, it's rare for a Cat Five to hit land. Uh, I've very. never heard of one with 192 mile an hour winds hitting land. So, yeah, yep. that's uh, that's very interesting.
1: Well, you know, it, it's just another thing we got to put together and figure out why they want to do it. All right, now I've been hearing talk of from some Navy guys. They wanna bring back the battleship. The battleships were retired many years ago after a uh, desert storm I believe because there's no use for them. They are huge, they cost a fortune to run, they're hard to man and their guns and stuff will go 20, 25 miles inland but there's a group of Navy people that want to bring them back. And my question would be, what for? I don't know where we would use them and why we would want them, but I just thought I would throw it out there because I know we have some Navy people that listen. Maybe they will have a better idea. What is going on? Hmm. Uh, Tucker Carlson has interviewed Mr. Putin. Now, I don't know if Tucker is a shill for the uh, Luciferians. I, I don't know what his position is exactly, but I really want to hear the interview to see what the other side of the story is. Now, with Putin, we understand he lies. He's like our government officials. There may be no truth in it, but there may be some points you pick up that kind of give you pause and make you wonder what's really happening in the world. I don't know. Haven't listened to it, but I'm looking forward to it just as another little factor to see what's going on in the world. Prince Charles has cancer. They won't He divulges he has cancer, but they won't say what kind. He stays in the hospital for two weeks. Um, You got to think it's pretty serious. You know, my dad just died from cancer. He had prostate cancer. And, you know, you have the surgery out of the hospital within a couple of days. Why is he in there for weeks? Why is he talking to everybody in the line of succession? Uh, He's talked to Prince Harry, Prince William. He's talked to the other people that are in lines of succession, what I want to know is what's really going on. Uh, King is big into the WEF and the globalists. And it kind of makes you wonder what's taking place, who is going to be able to follow him and which direction will that take the United Kingdom? Because anytime you have a change, things are going to, they're going to be in a different direction whether you want them to or not. Hmm. So that'll be Something interesting to um, um, look forward to. All right. As of last week, there have been 37,000 Chinese nationals arrested at the border. 55% of them were granted asylum. These are the ones that were basically caught at the border and actually processed. This does not account for the other 100,000 plus that went through that they did nothing with. So basically, there are a lot of them with their uh, bio labs, chemical labs, whatever, that are still loose. But it's interesting that they actually got that many, and I would love to know what the parameters are for them to detain somebody or to let them go,
0: how that works. Well, remember, Leo's Um, reported on this, that all you have to do is say, I'm seeking asylum, and then they automatically give you papers and schedule you a court date, sometimes six to eight years out. But as long as you right. have that court date scheduled, then you're free. You you have asylum. So, you know, you mentioned the number of Chinese nationals who have done that. But as you said, there's a whole nother group that's never been caught that sneaks in without ever being stopped or interviewed or, you know, they're just literally the the, the poster child for the, for, for the illegal aliens. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is the problem of our day, for sure. This is what everybody's talking about. And I think it's all a head fake to try to further divide people to take one side or the other. But meanwhile, they, they still keep coming in like a steady flow.
1: They do. And, you know, I'm sure some of them, they're trying to constrict into the military law enforcement or whatever, offer citizenship, offer them a nice little package. And that way, if they have to corral the American citizens, they don't have any skin in the game. They'll do just exactly what's expected. Mm -hmm. Now, one of our podcasters, Uh, came forward a few days ago, and we were talking about the situation in Iran, Iraq, uh, Syria. Excuse me. Bless you. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, she has friends that have friends. Well, her veterinarian has friends still back in Iran. Uh, The gentleman says, we don't have a war in Iran. We're getting along just fine. There are no hostilities. He said the same thing with Iraq. He said, now Syria, same old, same old, same thing every day. There's always something going on there. Hmm. So then you go back and you look at all of the assets that we've had over there now for a couple of weeks, this big shock and awe, this big, we're going to go after all of the um, Muslims, Arabs, whatever. It makes you wonder if it's all for show. Hmm. I mean, we know that when the Houthis are shooting missiles. We really don't know if they're hitting anything, if they're shooting them in the air. We have reports that a British warship was hit. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. We know that the response has been pretty massive just by watching some of the film, watching the aircraft flying across the Atlantic, et cetera. But you have to wonder, we've moved a lot of naval assets out of the Mediterranean in the last few weeks. And that makes you wonder, okay, we used to have three carriers there. Now we have one down by the Red Sea. There is no carrier up in the Mediterranean any longer. A lot of those ships have left. Where are they going? What are they doing? Uh, Israel wants to have a ceasefire with Hamas. Well, while they're doing that, they also have three divisions that have moved into the north of Israel that are preparing to attack Lebanon. So we know that Syria and Iraq want the United States out of the area. All right, and if we go out of the area, if you have Syria, Iraq, you have Lebanon, you have uh, Yemen, you know, you're looking at the Psalm 83 war. You need another country or two, but, you know, you start thinking about that. But then you start thinking about Iran, Turkey, and Russia. They haven't been involved yet. They're threatening to be. So how close are we to the next step? It gets really confusing because the Bible gives us It gives us an idea what's going on, but it doesn't necessarily give us everything that we need to know.
0: Speaking of all these movements of troops, what do you make of the uh, report this morning about the missing uh, Marine helicopter that was uh, traveling from Las Vegas to San Diego and, and they can't find it? I mean, that just seems really hard to believe. I'm certainly not an expert on military craft, but... You know, that section from Vegas to San Diego is mostly desert. It seems like with satellite imagery or heat-seeking, you know, technology, they ought to be able to find a crashed helicopter if, in fact, it crashed. And if it didn't crash, they they have tracking devices. How do you lose a marine helicopter? he lose
1: track of a train car.
0: Yeah, we lost track of a train car
1: full of... Um, Fertilizer. How do you do that? I mean, it doesn't make sense. The helicopters have transponders, right? But then we look back at the F-35 that kind of went off on its own a couple of years ago. They found a big hole in the ground, but they didn't find any part of the actual jet. So, you know, somebody going AWOL is something happening we don't know about. Uh, Did they stop in Laughlin, decide they were gonna, you know, have a little gambling before they went on? Who knows? But Hmm. You just don't lose these big items like that. Yeah, and without seems, there being a cause.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like with five of them, it, it doesn't bode well that none of them have radioed in. I mean, it, it just you know you don't want to fear the worst, but it's like something really strange is going on there when you when you lose track of a marine helicopter carrying five marines in a in an area that's pretty. I mean, it's not like this is a mountainous area necessarily uh you know i don't know um who who knows but that that one was a strange one
1: well hopefully they'll find them somewhere and they'll be safe but who knows it reminds you of the bermuda triangle right things disappear they never find them they never have a story for them although i think most of them they could explain if they wanted to but i mean you have weird stuff like that happening all the time Hmm. um speaking of weird stuff ukraine and poland And the Baltic States, et cetera. Everybody in Europe right now is getting just, uh, how do I want to say it? They're so nervous they can't stand it. They're building bunkers. They're moving their troops. They're moving their materiel, their armored vehicles to the Polish border. Now, what is going on that we don't know? Mm -hmm. I can't imagine Putin is interested in Poland unless Poland wants to enter the Ukraine. If they want to enter Ukraine, then, of course, Russia is going to have to do something. If you look at the troop movements of the Russians, you know, they have a lot of troops there. They have a lot of troops in reserve. But you notice that Ukraine seems to be going against the infrastructure of the Russians more than anything else. Basically, they're going against their pipelines, their um, natural gas facilities, not a lot of military Items, so I don't know if the Ukraine army is doing this. If this is NATO, the things that are coming out of there, we don't uh, get a lot of information on anymore. I do know that the Russians have moved forty thousand troops right to the Ukraine border, ready to go to Poland. So they're thinking about. They're either thinking they're going to attack, or they're worried about an attack that they're going to have to repel. Uh, The Russian offensive has started. They're having massive bombing campaigns, drones, missiles, everything else against the Ukraine. Um, You just wonder how long it's going to be before one of those missiles goes into NATO territory or somebody crosses a red line that Putin is really holding near and dear to his heart. I think there's things coming. I think we're looking for a major war there. I don't know how much involved we'll be there, but there are theaters we're going to be involved in. That's for sure. All right. The, the latest attacks, uh, if I recall, were by Leningrad and Stalingrad, same, uh, same thing, St. Petersburg in that area. So you have to wonder if NATO is going to be making a move there or if Russia is going in there. I would say watch Russia very closely because they move their missiles, they move their troops, Something is going to happen, but nobody really knows what. Um, Turkey leaving NATO the way they are, the United States okays a contract for F-16s and F-35s. Now, why would you give some of your top weaponry to a country that's moving away from NATO? Makes no sense whatsoever. Can anybody explain why Putin went to Turkey a couple of days ago? Turkey's in NATO. Why is Putin flying back and forth to Turkey? I mean, there's something underhanded going on. We don't know what it is, but I think we're going to find out pretty quickly exactly what it is. Um, you know, the, the countries in Europe are telling their people prepare, prepare, get your food, get your water, get everything ready. So it makes me believe they believe it's imminent. And everybody seems to think it's going to be summer into the fall. So somewhere in there, something's going to happen there. Something's going to happen here probably before. Um, You know, we look at our administration. We believe, we think they should be honest with us. We think that they should actually be a little more forthcoming. But yet, if you recall, the Biden administration said we did not tell Iraq, Iran, and Syria that we were coming. We made a surprise attack. Well, then Admiral Kirby comes on TV and admits, yeah, we let them all know we wanted them to get their troops out of there so we could just destroy a bunch of buildings, you know, a few munitions and stuff like that. So the the 500000000 million we've spent, totally worthless. There was no reason for it whatsoever, Mm -hmm. except, you know, Raytheon and those guys probably needed some new contracts, needed to get rid of some of the old ammunition. So there we go.
0: Well, there's a reason they call it a theater of war because it really is all for show in in many cases, (laughs) and uh, you know it's never about what it's about. They're they're kind of moving the chess pieces around on the board. I'm really excited to talk tomorrow to Joel Skousen about uh, Russia, China, the United States deep state, and kind of how these groups are working together as puppets. Uh, They may have different agendas, they may have you know rogue elements within each of them, but ultimately they are really the the beachhead of the Luciferian elite trying to usher in a one-world system. So we'll get his take on that uh, tomorrow. But uh, we're about out of time here for today. uh, What else have you got that uh, we need to know about here in the last few minutes?
1: All right. The carriers, carrier strike groups, have been moved all over. Mm. There's one over in Europe. There is the Ford that's off of the um, East Coast. Most of them are moving to the Pacific. So watch the Pacific, because that's evidently where they think something is going to happen. Now, we mentioned a month or two ago, I told you about our air defenses against nuclear weapons. All right. I found out a little bit more information. We have three basic areas that are guarding the United States, and they're using different weapons than what we're used to. Um, We have Harp in Alaska is mostly for the military, it is not for weather. Uh, they use it to adjust the weather, create problems all over. We also have one in the Pacific, in the Marshall Islands, and we have one in Florida. They can mess with the weather, they can use the weapons they have there to pinpoint stuff anywhere that they want to. And basically, we have our B-52s flying that are armed with cruise missiles that will try to intercept any income ballistic missiles. All I can say is, good luck. It's not going to work. They're not fast enough. They're not big enough. There are a lot of other things, weapons and stuff, that I want to go over in the future. But if you want to find out some interesting information, go on the Internet and look for a gentleman who uses the call sign Castle Bravo. Now, he's hard to find. But I got to tell you what he has some of the most interesting information as far as weapon systems, where the United States really is, what they can do, what they can't do. So as the wars move along, we're going to be seeing something breaking out very soon. I believe Xi Jinping, when he said 18 months, we're going to be moving into Taiwan. We have a few months left. They're building up forces there more every day. They're increasing their patrols again. I would imagine that's exactly what we're going to do. Hmm. North Korea, our little friend there, he is the He's the game changer. He's the one nobody can control. Don't be surprised. Some morning you wake up in Japan and South Korea have been blowing off the map. Uh, Some reason I don't consider him rational, to be real honest. So watch the economy. Watch the wars. uh, Watch everything like we have been. It's all going down the slope and it's moving faster week by week.
0: Yeah. And to me, the calendar date that 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 I've got my eye on, obviously, is the election in November Uh, that because we we know that they've been working so hard to bring down America. America is the one thing standing in the way of ushering a a full spectrum, you know, uh, global uh, one world system. Um, Everything seems to be coming to a head here. And it's it's complex. It's multifaceted. You've got all the the military incursions and the fact that we are spread throughout the world in in different places with you know the russia ukraine war the israel war the north koreans the south china sea we've got you know a lot of things in the military realm we've got the uh you know the economy we've got unrest we've got the border crisis we've got a lot of things that all seem to be really coming to a head in america and i feel like the timeline is focused by those on that, that are in the know on the election they they want to do something to uh, somehow either interrupt or cause problems with the election it seems to be a foregone conclusion that it's going to be trump versus biden but a lot of time left a lot can change over the next uh, eight months Uh, so certainly there's there's a lot of speculation that biden won't last that long that, that they'll replace him with somebody We're still it's still up in the air with what the Supreme Court's going to do about uh, Trump and his eligibility. So obviously nobody knows for sure, uh, at least none of us. Um, But it just seems like that's that's the date that kind of I've got circled on my calendar. As The closer we get to that, the more I expect some type of major unfreezing event uh, to happen. Is that kind of your take? I think so. Like I said before, I believe our next president will wear a uniform. Hmm.
1: Now, the question is, what color will that uniform be? Or will Michelle Obama rise to the occasion and take us out of despair? (laughs) Well, And if you believe that, I've got some land right down by where you're at.
0: Well, her name has come up for sure. I don't know that she would be a hero. I know she wouldn't in my book, but... uh... Well, Randy, thanks so much. Uh, it's always a pleasure. It's touched on a lot of things, some of which I had not uh, heard of. That's what I love about the research that you do, and and I hope uh, our folks find it uh, helpful as well. And I'm sure they do. So don't forget, uh, folks, the passage from Psalm eight that we started with, uh, that uh, you know, "Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth." And God is a good God. He is working out His plan, and even babes and nursing infants actually are from god's perspective uh more valuable than the enemy who is doing everything he can to thwart god's plan and yet god sits back and uh, he's ordained strength even through uh, these babes and nursing infants because of uh, our enemies so be encouraged by that uh, stay tuned we've got some great stuff coming up for uh, thursday and uh, friday and uh, check out notbyworks.org for some of the recent conference messages and uh, check out our online store i haven't mentioned this in a few days but don't forget we've got a whole free section in the online store where we have uh, tons of pdf documents of charts and articles and uh, information from a a bible prophecy perspective so i hope you'll check that out you can uh, get that for free no credit card needed at the not by works online store so thanks again randy you bet God, god bless everyone have a great rest of the week